Hello, and welcome to episode nine of Heather's podcast. Today, I have a guest on my podcast. This is the first time I've ever had a guest on my podcast. Um, So rather than just having to listen to me for the entire, however long we talk for, you get to listen to somebody who's probably far more interesting than me as well. So my guest today is Holly Green. Holly is um, a, um, I was going to say an old friend of mine, but she's not old. She's a lot younger than me. We've been friends for a long time is what I mean though. Um, (laughs) And Holly um, is a PhD student. She is doing a PhD in... Uh, Radionuclide biogeochemistry. And I've asked her to say that because obviously I have absolutely no idea what that is. Um, (laughs) um, As well as doing a PhD um, in that science thing, (laughs) she is also um, a very keen runner. And um, so today we want to do a podcast on running. Um, I actually get quite a lot of questions um, about running from people, um, both clients and also on Instagram. Because um, it's the kind of exercise that lots of people want to do. It's free. Um, it's theoretically very easy to get started with. It's good cardiovascular exercise. But it's also hard. Um, and it's definitely hard at the start, or it definitely feels like it's hard at the start. So um, today we're going to talk about um, our running journeys and the second part of the podcast, we're going to give you a few tips on how we think you should get started in running or what we think you should know before you get started in running. So I'm going to start off by handing over to Holly and I'd just like you to tell us a little bit about why you decided to start running because you didn't, you've not always run. You started running a couple of years ago? Yeah, two years ago. So the reason I basically started running was because I couldn't. Um, (laughs) And I really wanted to do something that I couldn't do. So you'd obviously run a marathon. I was like, that's insane. I can't even run 1K, let alone 5K. (laughs) And everywhere I look, there's no 1K races. You were like, I want to run to the bus stop and I don't even like doing that. that. Exactly. So um, basically I thought, you know, 5k is kind of where I need to get to. I'm genuinely a kind of fit person anyway, like yeah. I go to the gym very often, um, it's not like I wasn't capable of it, but I find running's obviously like a lot different to other exercises, especially like, um, so I do a lot of HIIT exercises, yeah. very short bursts of energy, whereas like running, it was getting used to doing this like stamina, and I just have none of that. Yeah, so, well, you had none. Yeah, I had none, I do now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we signed up to um like a fun 5k. So yes. we did, was it gung-ho? Gung-ho, yes. Um, so it's like an obstacle one. So it's like you run for a little bit, do an obstacle, have a break, laugh at each other, <laughs> run for a bit more. Laugh at Heather. Yeah, laugh at Heather, <laughs> fall off things. Um, yeah, so that's, that was the first thing I did uh, to get into running. And... So how did you feel before that? I kind of remember how I think you felt. Oh, I was shitting it. (laughs) You can swear. You can swear. (laughs) I swear all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely shitting it. I genuinely just didn't think I'd be able to get round or run that much. But actually, it was a lot more manageable than I thought because it was broken down. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like a method when people start running as well. Run for a bit, stop. Run for a bit, stop. Kind of like almost like interval training, like what I'm used to doing. Um, and that was the first run I did and then after that I was like oh maybe I can run 5k uh, and then and you 
I remember you completely got the running bug. So before we before we signed up for this um, gung ho, Holly was like, I like I really want to run a five k. I really want to run a five k, but very much. I don't want to run a five k. Not yeah, I think you were scared of almost the boredom. Yeah. Of running continuously for half an hour. Yes. So that was when we looked at um, like fun. When I say fun run, it was like a fun obstacle course. Yeah. So all of the obstacles were. Um, what's the word? Inflatables. Yeah. Almost all of them were anyway. Yeah. And um, so it wasn't the hardest. It wasn't like doing a tough mudder. No. Um, but obviously it did give you the 5k distance. distance. Um, and we went and did it. And there was, I think there was four of us yeah. that did it um, in the end. Um, and she went from the start being like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Within about two kilometers being like, oh my God. <laughs> and like, she was like legging it away from me to, to the next obstacle. obstacle. And I'm like, Holly, slow down for Christ's sake! <laughs> Get a bird uh, yourself out. <laughs> um, and then we got to the end of it, and and I think before we'd even um, bef- we we got a tram back into town because it was in Heaton Park in Manchester. So we'd got the tram out to do it, and we got the tram back into town. And then we went our separate ways. And I think before I'd even got in my front door, she'd already messaged me and she was like, I've signed up for my next race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I booked on another one. It's addictive. Give me a medal and I'm happy. So it was, it was genuinely went from reluctant runner to... Oh my God, I can do this. Let's do this. Addicted runner. Yes. Overnight. So what runs did you do after? Or what runs did you sign up to so after that? So it was the 10k at Blackpool. Um, you were going to do it, but yeah. you injured yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that one's called. And I signed up Stanley for Stanley Park, yes. Stanley Park, that's it. It was 10k. And this one I was actually really worried about because I didn't really do much running in between. <laughs> I kind of just thought, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just rock up on the day and I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I had done like a little bit of running like on treadmills and stuff. Mm. Um, but again, it probably wasn't even up to 5k. So I did kind of go straight into the 10k. Yeah. Um, but the reason I signed up for that is because the medal was in the shape of a um, autumn leaf. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, I got round it. I, I, did, I did actually have to like stop and walk a couple of times as well. Mm. And like, I was like looking at all these other places, uh, other people like running around. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm like the only person walking. We weren't. But I wasn't. It was just the... I wasn't looking behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of, it doesn't really matter, like, how fast you run it. Mm. Um, it was just, like, getting round, and, like, that was my first 10K. And that was your first continuous run as well? Yes. Um, and I've not done this course, but it's a two-lap, two I lap. think, of a big park. It's not the flattest of parks, from the look of it. I went and... Um, I say I went to cheer them on, <laughs> but... I I basically went to hold the coats and while they were running I went and got a bacon sandwich and a coffee. <laughs> so can't say I overly cheered you on. Um, but I was there at the finishing line. Finish just line yeah. And I stopped actually there. right before the finish line because I didn't have my contacts yeah, in so you didn't and I couldn't that. see where the finish line was. And I was like, why is she stopping? Yeah, what are you doing? Keep true. running. She had she had like two hundred meters <laughs> to go. And she was running and running and running and they could tell from your face that you were... Dying. Dying a little bit. Yes. But it was like, you're so close. You're like, you're like 
30 seconds away from the finishing yeah. line, keep running. <laughs> and all of a sudden he just stopped absolutely dead. And I was like, Holly, <laughs> run! Uh, and you looked at me like, but I can't run anymore. And I'm like, you've got that far! <laughs> like, it was basically like arm's length. It was yeah. like three steps. It's like my body was like, this is, t- this, you've done 10k, stop yeah. now. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden she was like, oh! And she ran <laughs> to yeah, the finishing line. And the best thing was I got this on video because I was trying <laughs> to video you coming across the yeah. Um, but you did do that for the medal yes and then because you you were medals yeah medals are like my incentive mm-hmm. like obviously I, I wanted to run because it was a challenge and I thought I couldn't and I always said like all I've ever I, like I can't run 5k I'll never be able to run 5k and then I ran 5k and I was like okay well I'll never be able to run 10k and then I was like oh well Maybe I'll just go do it. Maybe I'll just run 10k. Yeah. And I've always said, I will never run a marathon. <laughs> I will never, ever run a marathon. I don't see the fucking point in running a marathon. <laughs> I really don't. I don't understand what kind of joy people get from it. Anyway, after I did the 10k, I can't remember quite how it came about. But all of a sudden, like, my New Year's thing for 2019 was, I'm going to run a marathon. And I, signed, I decided I was just going to sign up to Edinburgh one. Was that because it had a good medal? Uh, yes. Well, previous years it had, but the other one was because it's um it's meant to be a really flat course. Right. Okay. Um. So it's meant to be like really good for like PBs and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, right. Great. I'm just gonna sign up for Edinburgh Marathon. Um. And I thought, you know, it's really pretty, and maybe it'll stop me from getting bored. Yeah. Like. Do you know? I think it's re- I think it's a lot more common than you think. Um, with runners, you always have that kind of um, urge to. Once you've hit a distance, mm-hmm. go further. So I, distance. like, I personally, I think I was the same. I ran, um, well, I actually, I didn't run 5K. I'd signed up for a 10K. I'd signed up for the Manchester 10K. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to finish that. I just want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I actually enjoyed running. So I did a few more 10Ks, but my head was like, but you're never going to run further than 10K. Yeah. And then after a few runs, you start thinking... Maybe I could do a half. Yeah. And then once you... But I'll do a half, but I'm never doing a marathon. And then once you do a... Ma- and then once you do a half, you're like... Oh, well, maybe I do want to do a marathon Oh, I did then. do a half before my marathon, didn't did I? Did you do a half before I did, yeah, I did. I didn't train. I was remembering you did running training, train. yeah. yeah. And then I think... Once you've done a marathon, you start thinking, could I do an ultra? Yeah. I just think... I think list. there's that kind of... Thing in your head, like I think it running has that weirdly addictive quality it to is it. It is addictive. But once you start it, you want to carry on doing it, but you always want to kind of see if you can do the next level. So yeah. I don't even think it's that weird. It's kind of like the next level in the table or something. Yeah. It's kind of like what you do throughout your whole life, like especially for going through school and things like that. Like you just hit the next level. Yeah. It's kind of just like natural to do that to try and progress to the next level. Yeah. Especially when you enjoy something anyway. Um, so yeah, no, said, I did. I did do a half. So you marathon. signed up for Edinburgh, and then you did a half. No, I did the half marathon as training. No, this was before. This was like that was my goal for two thousand and eighteen oh, to, do a, to half. do a half marathon. So that's what came after. Because remember the ten k that I did at Blackpool was yes, for the and then training for that. For half, yeah. yeah. So I did the half marathon, and that was hell. Um, <laughs> that was a trail, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it was like up and down like the canal between like Leeds and Liverpool and it was like an out and back race apart from what they don't tell you when you get there you run out one way uh mm. like a 
of a mile or so, or maybe two miles, and then you come back past the start point and run and out and do the majority of the mileage, uh, come back to where you started, which meant to be the finish line, but oh no, you have to do the two miles again <laughs> that you did at the start, run back out and then run back in. And that bit was soul-destroying, utterly soul-destroying. Look, but that, by that point, like that was the first time like I'd done a race and never stopped. So right, I didn't stop okay. once, like I continually ran. My pace slowed down. No, that's yeah. But I didn't actually stop apart from to scoff jelly babies and then at the that's feed fine. stations and then carry See so if you ever in. get to my skill level you'll be able to run and eat at and the eat. same time. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> pure skill, pure skill. Yeah. Um and then And then so that was at the end of two thousand eighteen. So then I was like two thousand and nineteen, I'm gonna do a marathon. Right. Yeah. Fuck it. And you did so your marathon was in April, May? Something like that, Something yeah. Like that. And my favourite ever, ever thing, um, and it caused, I think we had a massive debate actually at the end of a class with half the class yes. involved. So Holly used to come to a class on a Thursday evening that, um, it wasn't actually my class, um, it was um, one of our friends' classes, um, but I had done it as a participant so often I actually, even though it was his choreography, knew the choreography well enough that um, I used to cover it when um with his choreography when he was off so um and it's at a gym where obviously i already taught anyway so we knew all the members and um we'd done the class one evening and then everyone was sat in the studio stretching and just chilling and having a chat and um holly announced (laughs) that in training for it came up in conversation that she was going to do a marathon in like april may um, and so people were saying, like, were people asking about her training? And she announced, quite matter-of-factly, that in training for her marathon, she was going to do a marathon. <laughs> now, like, if you don't... If, if you're new to running, especially or if you're new to marathon running, don't be wrong, if you're going to, say, maybe run a 10k race or 5k mm-hmm. race, even a half marathon... Yeah. It's not uncommon to do that distance in training runs. Yeah. Because um, you're looking at like an hour for 10K. You're looking at like a couple of hours, two and a half, maybe three hours for a half. So it's not completely uncommon to maybe train to the level that you're going to run in a race prior to a race. When you get to marathon stage, you, you don't. Yeah. Um, All the training programs never actually no. take you up to the 26.2 miles. So generally you would go to... 18 to 20 miles mm-hmm. as your longest run yeah. maybe four or five weeks before you were due to run the actual marathon to give your body then time to recover and you'd start to make the runs a bit shorter after that yeah so that by the time you got to the day you were rested yeah um, some training plans might work in time instead of yeah. miles so they might say go for a four hour run or something like that. So again, you probably wouldn't get to the actual full distance. Yeah. No, Holly decided she was going to do an actual marathon as a training. Yeah. Um, a month before. Yeah, four weeks before. Yeah. Um, well, basically, <laughs> so what I was doing, so the training plan that I kind of did, like I saw one in Runners Magazine, and I was kind of like, I was kind of following that, but then I ended up just suffering really badly with shin splints, mm. and I was like, crap, like, I'm not going to be able to run this 
marathon like my shins are on fire anyway turns out it was something to do with my shoes and i changed my shoes and we'll talk about that later um yeah so what i decided to do was instead of running like three or four times a week i would only run twice a week Mm -hmm. but i would just make my runs longer um so that's originally what i did so i did one run on my own and then every week near enough shit you not I booked on for a race. A race at the weekend that was of between yeah. 10k and half half marathon distance. Um, a mixture between normal road runs and trail runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did this like nearly every weekend because I just liked the motivation of getting the medals. And I just knew that I was going to rock up to this run and I was going to do that distance. Do it because, yeah. yeah, and I would then run in, in the week on my own or join in a run club and running with them. Um, it just made it more manageable for me anyway personally and then I saw this advertisement the like, Manchester Marathon the Manchester Marathon yeah and it had a great it medal it was it's a great medal flavor. yeah I, I see I did Manchester was the marathon I did yeah. and I got the medal and I can't remember being overwhelmed with it but having said that to be fair I, I just run a marathon so yeah. to be honest with you I was just oh no like... it was great I was so happy it was a big massive it was so much bigger than all my other medals it did was like, they yes. give you a non-alcoholic beer at the end yeah, well, they tried to. Oh, like... I mean, they didn't take it. It was... I, I took it. Mm. And <laughs> and it was just like, and this doesn't taste good. Yeah. And I've just run for like five and a half hours or something. It took yeah. Me. And I was like, this just makes me feel sick. Yeah. I, was, I was like, not sick. It was just the fizziness of it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, so then you did that and then you did go and rock mm. Edinburgh. So everyone was like, no, don't do the marathon. You're an idiot. You shouldn't be trained. You shouldn't be doing that. She just says everyone. She means me. Yeah, yeah, there are a few others. But yes, you're an idiot. You're not going to have time to recover. And I was like, I'll run it slowly. So I was literally doing it because I feel like running a marathon, part of it, yes, is a physical game. But the other part of it, like so much more of it is like a mental game. Like I still believe that if you can run a half marathon, you can run a marathon. Yeah. If you can physically run a half marathon without stopping, you can run a marathon. Yeah. It's just a mental game. Mm-hmm. And, like, in my head, if I knew that I could run that distance, yes. I would be able to run that distance. And so you did it twice? Yeah, so I did it twice. What, what mile was the toughest? Um, so, actually, the toughest mile was... Um, just before reaching the half marathon, it's about 12 okay. miles. Yeah. A, it started going uphill, which didn't oh, okay. like. At um, Edinburgh. No, this at is at Manchester. Manchester. So, A, it started going uphill. In Orchard uphill. and Timpley. Yes. Yeah. Uh, B, I was just like, right, this is completely new territory for me mm-hmm. now. So, but that kind of like spurred me on. So, as soon as I got to mile like 14, I was like, oh, this is first I've ever am. Mile 15, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is first I've ever am. I mean, by the time I got to 20, I was like, okay, I'm bored of this game now. Yeah. So, it was like, basically, the only way I can describe it is a 20 mile warm up and then the hardest 10k of oh, your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's basically that's, what a marathon that's is. Fair. Um, but the, see, Manchester Marathon, absolutely great marathon. Like, it's not much to look at. No. But there are people the whole way round. Yeah, well, Jelly babies apart from, everywhere. Apart from that bit, the industrial estate bit, around like mile 18, 19. 
Oh, yeah. Where mm. it's desolate. Have they not changed it slightly? Oh, they might. Yeah, maybe they, they changed, changed it. When I think you were... I went through houses right. the whole way. Um, and there was another bit in the pet shop. And I wasn't sure if I was slightly delirious at this point or whether it was like real. But there was like, I shit you not, a tortoise in a man's hand and a parrot. Probably was. And I was like, what? But it was good, especially like um, Orchard Village has loads of people lying yeah. in the streets. Um, and that's where Edinburgh was tough because you didn't have people majority of the way. Right, okay. Yeah. So it was actually, I was more in my head and I was like trying yes. to talk to people because I was like hyped up on gels, energy gels. I cannot stress how much you need energy gels. <laughs> but I was so hyped up on them and I was trying to talk to people and they were just like, oh, for God's sake, who's this woman? Like, go away. So a lot of it was kind of like talking to myself. Yeah. In my head, like, you can do this. You've done this before. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. So I'm actually mean. really glad I did do the Manchester one before mm. the Edinburgh one. Because, yeah. I think Manchester's really good actually for supporters mm. on runs. Um, because I always find it really weird that like I feel really selfish in that if I wasn't running the Manchester ten k, it would never occur to me to go and mm. support people on it. Yeah, completely. Um, whereas the people that go and support those races and they clap everybody, they don't they just do, clap yeah. the person that they're looking out for. Yeah, no, everyone. They clap everyone, and some people I think go and don't have necessarily anyone to actually cheer for. Yeah, I didn't on the Manchester one. Go so. and support and. Um, and it makes a huge difference mm. when you're flagging, if someone shouts your name or just someone says, like, oh, God, you know, you can do it. Because yeah. if you're starting to get a little bit... And jelly babies. F- yeah, and the people who come out with jelly babies. Great. And stuff, I think it's really nice. Um, I found, I think, yeah, 11, mile 11, 12 mm. were when I started to flag. Yeah, because you get you kind of hit a, a wall in your head. It wasn't a physical one for me. It was a mental yeah, one. Yeah, it, it was, was like, oh, my God, you're not even halfway through. That's yeah, what it was. and you're starting to get tired. So, like, I kind of t- just tried to, like, break it down into the... I didn't think I was running 26 miles. I just saw it as, I'm running 10K. You can run 10K. Mm. So, as soon as I ran 10K... Then I I would try and forget the fact that I've just run yeah. 10K and be like, oh, let's go and run 10K. Yeah. You can run 10K. And that's basically the way I talked myself around yeah, with like it. Yeah, like, four 10Ks. Four 10Ks and some. And then I found... So, when I did it, around about mile nineteen twenty, you went through a very industrial part of Trafford. Mm-hmm. And that was desolate. It was absolutely yeah. desolate. At one point, I was like, I'm not even entirely sure I'm in the right place. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a first thing. <laughs> Would it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, like, a man in a yellow um, high-vis, and I was like, oh, like, if I go towards him, I'm probably on the right yeah. track. Um, and then it got to, like, my old... Heather ends up running across <laughs> Trafford football pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, is this? Is that a streaker? She's a streaker that's forgotten to take her clothes off. Um, Probably. It would never be me. And um, then it got to about mile 20. And for some reason, there were no more markers. And I'm assuming, I hope, they fixed that now. I think they have. I don't even remember going through an industrial bit. Because my watch had died. Because this was before I had a Fitbit. I had a Garmin. Garmin. Mm. But it was like an old school Garmin. It wasn't like a smartwatch one. It was like a full-on... Like a G-Shock kind of old school watch. And it didn't have the best battery life. And um, so it got to about mile 20 and it died. And there were no more markers. So there was just no way of knowing how far you'd run. Mm -hmm. And obviously you were slowing down by that point and wanting to walk and stuff like that. And people kept on saying to like the, the stewards, how far? left and they go come on 
on, you're really, really close. Go on, keep jumping. Yeah. We're like, no, that's not what I'm asking. Yeah. How far am I from the finish line? Yeah. Like, I want this in miles. So I don't want them close. The, I want this in fucking miles. Uh, the second, the second, I think the second hardest bit was the last mile. The yeah. very last mile when you knew you just had that last 10 minutes. And you're like, I just can't do this. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, you turn that corner and you've actually only got like five strides yeah. or something to the finish line and then you're like oh I could have got a little bit of a sprint on for the finish but you can't because yeah. you just don't so, yeah. get that much time they've ch- they changed that, oh, as, they well. Changed that yeah. as well so I had I think it was about like 600 500 meters oh, so you build up to the finish line so I could see that massive people in front of me all these little heads so you start to down run. and then the adrenaline starts to kick in and I just wanted to sprint I love a sprint finish and I was like whoa you can't well, sprint for 600 meters Calm down, like wait until you get to the two hundred meter, and then you can sprint, and you can see like the big clock. So my thing was like, I just want to do this in under five hours. Really good. That's what it was, yeah. So. Um and so now you've obviously done quite a lot of races since. Yes. Um, lots of trails. Lots of trails. Love trails. They stop me from getting bored. Right. Road races, they get bored. You like walking though, don't you? you I like climbing. climbing and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So really pretty. Like I've always got like shorts with pockets, so I can just pull my picture up, my phone out take a picture yeah like that's what makes it for me it's great trail running is just like hiking but without all the luggage yeah. so and what's the next race i haven't actually got the next one booked in at the minute maybe just the 10k i was thinking about doing that one when is that one 24th of may may yeah i think like probably we'll do that one but i want to book in another trail like okay. reasonably soon probably sooner than that mm. um, i'm signed up for that one i'm signed up for maybe just 10k what's your favorite distance half Oh. Mm. See, I still, I still really rate the ten k. Yeah, I. <laughs> you're, so you quite like speed, mm. don't you? Yeah. You were. I mean, at school you were what, an eight hundred meter runner. Eight hundred meter. No, a hundred meter. Hundred meter. Hundred meter runner. Yeah. So, so you like fast bursts. Yeah. Of speed. Yeah. Speed then done. So I feel Very like short. So I feel like ten k is a good good steady distance for you yeah because because you can still go at a reasonable pace yeah i think like my next challenge though so the most so in training for the marathon i did a 20 mile um trail run and that's the most i've ever done the trail run and that was like four laps and i was just like oh my god no three laps three lap course and it was like that was mentally really difficult so i hate lapped courses um but I think mentally it's like really good for you to do. Mm. Um, but I think the next one I'd like to do would be like a, a trail marathon. Right. And then I'd like to do a mountain marathon. Oh. So those are... Interesting. Those are the next two. So, so. I'm not... Like, the trail thing doesn't overly interest me. Mm. I like flat. Yeah. Um, I like... I think I like halves because the pace is slower than a 10k. Yeah. But it's still something that I feel like I could do painfully without still very challenging it's challenging but if you reduce your pace down you can still yeah yeah. I feel like if you said to me now we have to go out for a 13 mile run yeah I could do it yeah whereas if you said to me we have to go out for a 26 mile run yeah or a fuck off 40 minute 10k you'd be like fuck off yeah yeah as I like and I'm like I'm a bit of a tortoise yeah as opposed to a hare bog long yeah um but it was interesting you said about the loops, mm. laps. My, I hate, hate any kind of race that involves you doing multiple laps of the yeah. same circuit. 
Yeah. So the way I tackled that one, because obviously I'd done the two lap one that we did at yeah. Blackpool, and then this was a three lap one. I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was just like, basically, the first first way round, I tried to completely ignore everything. So just literally just focus on getting round, not overexerting myself, mm. focus on my breathing, working out the bits that I had to hike and the bits that I could run flat okay. out. So obviously with the trail, a lot of up and downs. Yeah. If the incline's too steep, it's actually like more... Um, like energy like yeah is, is better for you to actually like hike so, these bits yeah. and then to like run downhill i love running downhill it's so good yeah. i've never felt like such a child in all my life i love running downhill but yeah so it's kind of like working out the course getting a feel for it but not really looking too much at everything that's around me yeah and then the second time around i kind of used it as like a photo op it's like okay. oh this is really pretty i'm gonna take a picture of this or oh mm. yeah run my running partner at the time so i get a picture of me here like going across these stones in this yeah. horrible lake that i'm now covered in mud from and um, that was kind of what it was. And then the third lap round, it was like, this is my last lap. So it was like, it was just the adrenaline of finishing. Yeah. This is my last lap round. So I know like having, a, dip, I have so to having a, a different focus for, for each round. lap. Yeah. yeah. So it's like trying I've to... never thought of it like that. Yeah. So fair. that was the way that I kind of approach lap races now. I give myself like a new thing to think of yeah. or do each time I go round. That's a good idea. So yeah. Because that's, yeah. I think the, the, the thing about... And it's the same with doing the same race because I quite like going back and doing it. If I've enjoyed a race, mm. going back and doing it again. But equally, I kind of have that, you know where all the horrible bits are. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, do you know, like if you get a really steep hill and then second like, round, you're like, oh, that hill's coming. That hill's coming up again. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I like, I like to not, like once something is, happened and done just done forget yeah. about it yeah um but um so we said we were going to do some tips yes so um Tip i have five, i have five tips i have, I have five ideas mm-hmm. you might disagree with them maybe you might agree with them um so these tips are um not necessarily for completely new runners um if you already run but maybe you're looking to run further distances or maybe you're looking to um running uh, sort of official runs some of these might apply to you um, if you don't run at all but again some of these might apply to you so i think my number one tip um is build up to the distance that you want to run so what she's saying there is don't do a marathon in training for your marathon i think i think that's what she's saying well to be fair yeah um, and in fairness she is right um, and i didn't just go straight into the no i mean you training. didn't you didn't you i i, I didn't do 10ks i you did, did do half you did marathons. a 5k you did you did a five i mean when you started running you were going out for 10 minute runs yeah 15 minute runs yeah um in preparation for doing a 5k yeah um and then okay there was a bit of a jump from five to ten k but by that time you'd already kind of got used to running yeah and then like you did a half mm-hmm. and then you obviously did varying distances yeah. and trained for the marathon so I consistently did half you didn't just go do you know what next Sunday I didn't go I'm going to I do a marathon go couch to marathon but, yeah. Um, and I think that's... Um, it was more half marathon to marathon. I think that's one of the most common mistakes some people people make when they decide to start running. So you sign up for 
um, 5k, 10k. In Manchester, really commonly um, 10k because we have the Great Manchester Run, which is um, if you're not from Manchester, you've probably still heard of the Great Manchester Run. They put it on the BBC, um, normally do coverage of it. Um, it's one of the biggest race, sort of biggest mass participation races in the UK. Um, it's quite well known. It gets lots of people come from around the country to do it. So if you're from Manchester, if you live in Manchester, and you decide to sign up for a race, the 10k is is usually it's probably you go your go-to. It was how I started. I mean, a lot of people will walk it as mm. well. It's like a very friendly kind yeah. of race. If you just if you kind of think in your head like how far is even 10k? Oh, that's it. It's walk a couple it. of hours walk. walk. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, and obviously people sign up from work groups and um, and it starts. I mean, it's it's one of them. It starts at like eight nine in the morning and there's still people setting off because they set you off in waves that many do it um that you can be finishing and there can still be like five thousand ten thousand people still oh, waiting to not even start the course yeah um so that's so i think 10k is quite a common um sort of aim but a lot of people then feel that urge to be like right so it's day one training session um let's go out and run 10k mm-hmm. and it both can be incredibly demotivating. With someone who suffers from um, shin splints and who has yes. had stress fractures in the past, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing you can yeah. do. The absolute worst. You, you, you've got a greater risk of injury. Yeah. Is, um, just because your body is not prepared... So it's, it's about running bone that density distance. and and just and get, Yeah, your body's just getting used to... Carrying that load. To, and to... A, a very repetitive motion, very repetitive movement. Um, your muscles getting used to it. So you could go out, you could run ten k straight off and feel and do it fine. Um, and then but you probably have quite run. well, yeah. You you probably find you've got quite bad DOMS. Yeah. Um, but equally, like some people will go out and try and do that, not be able to do it because they've never run before and just be really demotivated yes. to be like I like I can't do this this is impossible um I would say just go go outside run for 10 minutes yeah. see how far you get and building up yeah building up gradually um to whatever distance you've decided to do you might decide your first ever run is going to be yeah. a marathon that's absolutely fine um but there's lots of training plans out there yeah and work up to them. um and they will all start you at a point of quite short runs and if you're a beginner, pick a beginner plan. Don't pick an advanced or an intermediate because they will obviously start you at a higher volume of training than if you pick a beginner's plan. Um, but they will always sort of start you off in quite short increments of running and let you build up. If you can add a kilometre on every week or a couple of kilometres every couple of weeks, your body will just adjust to running um, you reduce your likelihood of injury and you will make it feel easier on yourself. Um, you might find, say, going from 5 to 10, not a huge jump. Um, again, going from 10 to half, you again probably don't find there's a huge a huge jump. Once you've got once you've got a decent foundation, say maybe up to 5 kilometres, I always find you can make the leaps quicker. Yeah. And in bigger increments without suffering too much. But and it's something that um a lot of runners have to go back to. So even people who have run an ultra or a mm. marathon, as soon as they get injured, 
like I have done with my ankle. Start again and I have to start again. again. You cannot just jump straight back in to your ten k or half marathon. Yeah. You have to start back to doing three k, five k, six k, seven k, eight k, ten k. Like and then also, I mean, there'll be a lot of people listening to this who are either group exercise instructors or fit and go to the gym a lot. There's the oh. So the other misconception, it's not a misconception. Um, if you are a group exercise instructor, you're fit enough to run pretty much any distance. Yes. If you are a very regular participant of group X classes, especially because there's a lot of cardio in group X exercise classes, again, you're probably fit enough to run pretty much any distance. That doesn't mean it's going to be particularly pleasant or it doesn't mean you're not at risk of injury because... It's- a completely different type of impact yeah. so especially like I mean, you've got funny knees i've got funny, funny ankles they, um, they tell jokes and everything yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, um, that was an awful one um, <laughs> <laughs> was that from you not the knee didn't it yeah <laughs> that, was <a> <laughs> that wasn't the knee joke that was, that was just that a was, joke. if you like that joke come to my classes because i've got so many more of them <laughs> um, but yeah there are people i mean and, and shins is a big one. Shins is a huge one. Your calf muscles. It's that repetitive motion. So if you do, say, a lot of body combat, for example, you're doing very specific movement patterns every week. Running is a different movement pattern. Um, and, it, and you also do a very repetitive movement pattern. So you could certainly train by not doing just running. You could certainly train for a run by doing 90% of your training in cross training i think which is personally. what i do because i only run mm. twice a week and the rest of it but I you do. do need to make sure say 20 percent, one or two of your sessions are running yeah um and it building up the distance and getting your body used to it i see so many people on halves um halves especially sometimes 10ks who get towards the last few miles and they start to get cramp and this cramp stops them from continuing and that's just Anyone can get cramp during a run, but most of the time, I think a lot of the people that get cramp at that point, it's generally because their bodies are not used to that that kind of repetitive motion for that amount of time. Um, And that can be avoided by doing it. Just, yeah, it's one of them. You can cross train for most events, but you always need to make a certain proportion of the exercise specific to what you're training for so that would be um tip number one build up to it build up to it tip number two trainers yes so i think we're going to say slightly different things on this so you go first no you go first (laughs) (laughs) go and get your gait analysis done yeah go on i thought you were going to say that yeah go Go and get your gait analysis done why um just because there's different type of shoes out there there are Mm -hmm. shoes that all uh, be more cushioned uh, depending on if you have got trouble with like shin splints and knee problems yeah. less cushion cushioned shoes um things that will give you a neutral ride if you don't if you don't like over pronate or mm-hmm. you know under pronate um and there's other sh- shoes that are kind of like like a camp for that and like help you like kind of yeah. correct your running um how much do your trainers cost 130 pounds okay, not too bad so the hoka uh i think it's about one one but i'm pretty sure it's you know you know okay um clifton fives and they're amazing they are the best shoes i've do you run in them ever. trails and 
No. Right. So for my, my trail shoes are Innovates, mm-hmm. uh, Rock Light, because they've got a metal plate in the bottom. Okay. And they've got a, a, a really solid toe box, obviously, because like some of the terrain that I'm mm-hmm. running on. And they've got really, really big um, treads. So obviously, mm-hmm. like, I can run in mud and stuff, and yeah. that's fine. I'm not going to slip. So, yeah, my um, my trail shoes are very, like, low low rise yeah. as well. So, yeah. So we don't... Do, I mean, we don't disagree. Yeah. Um, I do think if you are going to... If you're going to run, if you if you try running and you enjoy it and you decide something you're going to commit to, I think it's very, very much worthwhile spending doing that and spending the money. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, if you are, if you're just thinking about getting started and you don't currently run, mm-hmm. um, running is meant to be a relatively inexpensive sport. It's the it's the it's one of those sports that could be completely free, and if you actually do it quite often, oh my god, you spend so much money because by the time you've got the trainers, the, the races, races <laughs> all the equipment, yeah. um, but. If you if you don't know if you're gonna enjoy it and it's something you'd like to try, um, you can you can buy trainers that are just basic running trainers in Sports Direct, um, on like M and M Direct, and just type in running trainer. I would even say if you got some trainers from Primark or uh, like H and M, they're probably good enough for a few runs. Yeah, for a couple of runs. And if you're looking at the short distances building up to five k, um you're unlikely unless you have any pre-existing mm-hmm. injuries that you know about you're unlikely to find too much damage yeah. i don't think from that the way the way i think as well because like i was very much put off running when i very first started because when i actually started doing the distance my shin started hurting i was like i actually can't do this i'm mm. gonna end up with a stress fracture and then when i went and changed my shoes i was like oh my god remember you said i was like holly how long have you had your shoes oh about four or five years and yeah. you're like yeah. Mm. Yeah, you definitely yeah. have new shoes. Trainers have a trainers have a running life, so they have so many miles in them. Um and that's and, that, and that's usage in general. Um before they start to lose any of the cushion and they so, start to just not support your feet anymore. So it's that balance. When you first start out, you you ideally want something that's a running shoe. But unless you have any injuries already, mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to go and buy a hundred, two hundred pound pair of trainers yeah. to start doing some 10, 15 minute runs. No. You might hate running. You might do that you, and really hate it and you've wasted money. If you do it and you build up and you're like, actually, I really want to get into this, then is a good time to go get yourself checked out. Which is when I actually spent get money yourself. on my shoes. So prior to that, I, I think £60 mm. was still expensive, but it's a lot less. It's, well, it's, it's half Equally. the price. So. Um, I think a lot of people who, going back to point one, a lot of people when they first start running, potentially blame the trainers for injuries, mm-hmm. shin splints especially. That's fair. When actually they've not built up, built up to a run to that point. Um, so I'd agree with that. I say it's, it's part trainer and part. So and I'm not saying I'm, and I'm not saying it's never because you've not got great trainers and if you've already got something potentially pre-existing, yeah, um, it could really aggravate it. But I generally find if you, if you build up slowly mm-hmm. to a running distance, you might get to a point like where you were getting to a point where you were running a lot where All you did need better trainers. Yeah. 
But so initially it didn't hurt. But it wasn't like an initial no. thing. No, exactly. Whereas I think if you go from never having run to suddenly running 10k and the next day your shins of course, hurt. Of course. The automatic assumption is I need better because trainers. Actually. When it's... actually it's probably you didn't build up slow enough. And which is exactly what I did after my what, ankle injury. I knew it wasn't the trainers because I've just yeah. bought new trainers. It was the fact that I thought, oh, well, my ankle's better now. I can I'll go just and go run 10K. Up. No, that's not how it works. And, um, and then what often happens is then people go and get very expensive trainers and that makes the in, it makes it feel better, which kind of justifies in your head it was obviously the trainers. Again, it's always going to be a mixture and sometimes it might well be the trainers, but equally sometimes... If you haven't trained smart in getting there, that's probably not going to have helped. So trainers are a thing. Getting the right trainers, if you're going to commit to it, is a thing. It's not the be-all and end-all, especially not at the start when you're looking at short burst runs um, of less than half an hour, I would say, or less than 20 minutes. Um, And also, not everybody everybody needs specialist trainers. I run in a pair of Reeboks. Reeboks are not known for being good running shoes. Reeboks get an incredibly bad press, and I'll agree with that. Um, They are running shoes. They just happen to be really comfortable. They suit me. I find them comfortable to run in. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure I could go and get my gait analysed and find better shoes, but... These shoes don't cause me any injuries. I do have like knee injuries that are related to one of my legs being shorter than the other, not actually the way you run. The way I run or the yeah. shoes. Um these are comfortable. And they were found by fluke. And they were found quite early on when I started running. Mm-hmm. So you might buy a cheap pair of trainers and they might just work for you. And yeah. if they work for you and they're not uncomfortable, there's absolutely sort all reason for you to go out no, and yeah, spend more them. money. Yeah. So trainers I think it's only when you get further into the long distance yeah. running, it's just something for comfort. It's a consideration, thing. but it's it's something to consider it's not the be all and so don't get stressed well, about it. Especially if you have a neutral run like like I do. I don't have to go and buy no, these trainers at all because I have a neutral run. Mm. I just really like these trainers and they do they are comfortable so so three three what is three what was three oh yeah that's it um what was three i can't remember um sign up yes races i completely agree with this one um in terms of motivation in terms of either getting yourself started um or just keeping yourself going i think both of us agree you could say, I'm going to learn to run, and then when I get good at running, I'll sign up for a marathon. I'm telling you now, if you work. do that, you will never, you'll ever never go run. out for a run. You'll never run. Sign up for the thing, and then you're like, shit, I have got to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we need really to talk about this for a long time. Um, and I only say that because we've got someone coming around to do a wine tasting in a bit. And we don't want to. Yeah. Uh, um, so... Um, so um, we're multitasking, no, podcast, drinking gin. Oh, sorry, right, I will fill that up. Thanks. Um, drinking <laughs> gin, waiting for a wine tasting, doing a podcast. Um, and that's what all good runners do. Um, yes, this is why you run. We, yeah. Take a <laughs> wine. <laughs> so I think if you, want to, if you want to get started with running, having a run signed up for mm-hmm. is a really good motivation. And if you like, really want to do a half marathon, but you haven't done a 10K... 
sign up for a 10k yeah sign up for a 10k race don't go straight for the half marathon yeah because it's nice to tick off all the boxes you mm-hmm. go like you and know build up to it again. and i like you can travel to different parts of the country yeah make a day of it um go for weekends mm-hmm. get a run in there um and it's just nice like like we've talked about it like when we were talking before the support gives you motivation especially on the much longer runs so when you're getting tired and you're on halves and marathons i mean the thought of going out and just running 26 miles on the streets is heartbreaking oh yeah it's soul destroying but having you know having people cheer you on and like say having a medal so you know i think both of us collect the medals don't we we've both got them (laughs) you know having the different medals um those things make a difference. The goodie bags, I'm always like, I run for the goodie bags. I love goodie bags. Um, so tip number three would be, if you want to start running, if you want to get into it, or if you want to hit a certain distance, find a race and sign up for it. Yeah. Um, and make that be your thing. Um, tip number four, pace. It does not matter. No. It doesn't matter if you're fast or slow. 10 miles is 10 miles. Yeah. And that's like, again, I think that's something when you first start running yeah. is in your head is like, I don't, if I don't want to sign up for a race and be last. And this um, is why I like trail runs because I find it sometimes, although it, you know, it doesn't matter how quickly you run it. I do find with some road runs, it depends on whether it's a small or big race as well and whether it's like quite serious professional runners. Um, like how quickly you do something kind of matters and it gets into your head a little bit so i find like bigger races there's less of that yeah and i also find trail runs there never is that because the the trail is just so completely different that you can't really compare trail runs to each other so you'd be like oh i did 10k trail run here and i did 10k trail run there oh the first one, I went up for 5k and then yeah. went down for so 5k. So your times are always going to be different. Uh, the second one, I went up for a mile, down for a mile, up for a mile, down for a mile, up for a mile, down for a mile. Completely different. And the completely different inclines, com- di- completely different um, surfaces that you mm-hmm. run on as well. Completely different weather conditions. I mean, I know you get that with road, but rain on a road doesn't slow yeah. you down half as much as it does on a trail. Um, and, and, it, uh, and it is just that Thank you. So just filling up my I'm just, uh, my just filling up the gym. Um, and um, I just, uh, yeah, I think all um, all runs are, you're running a distance and whether you walk a little bit of it and then run, mm-hmm. um, whether you decide I want to run all the way round without stopping um, and then I'm going to go slower to allow me to do that it doesn't matter or run for two minutes because it's the distance and if you do a run you'll find out that there'll be people doing all of those things so but i mean sometimes i'll start races and i'll be like i just want to run this like you said with Mm -hmm. Manchester, i want to i want to run it and not stop sometimes actually if you want to beat a certain time strategically walking yeah can actually make you faster yes because you can catch your breath a bit and then go faster so actually, it's the kind of thing with the trail. So my people, I'll catch my breath I've actually going uphill, and then I'll fly downhill because I can run a lot faster downhill than I can on the flat. Um, so don't worry about timing. If you're if you're a bit stressed about it for your first couple of races, look at big races. Um, look at the Simply Health, um, race group. 
Manchester 10k, Cancer Research, Race for Lifes, um, any of the big, big runs, um, and the fun runs, the fun runs, fun runs, like all the charity runs, obstacle um, runs, runs. things that are, because there'll be people there that aren't, haven't trained and are not looking for times, um, that will be walking, um, doing a mixture a lot of so beginners will start off though. the pressure of feeling like you'll, you've got to get around in a certain time goes mm-hmm. equally um, when you're wanting to actually think you know oh, I'm really good at running the 10k I'd like to do a sub, sub 60 minute one go to a smaller, to a smaller group like yeah. the, the pressure of these really serious yeah. professional runners running with you and there will be people in the, the oh, there'll be like normal do. people too yeah normal people <laughs> and like you might even have paces as well yeah. paces are amazing um i did my best my pb for 10k was at blackpool for 10k and it was i think my third or fourth race and it was the smallest i'd ever done so i'd only ever done sort of um the smallest health people wise yeah yeah there's only like I'd only ever done like simply health runs where there were thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, you were still you people were not even started before you'd got round. Yeah. So you were never going to be the last person on the course. And I turned up to this race and it was on Blackpool Promenade and there was like sixty odd people and it felt tiny. Yeah. And everyone was in full on running gear and running club t shirts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, everyone's gonna be at the end and I'm still gonna have like what half a time to go. <laughs> and I was so like, I, I stressed myself out so much in, like, the half an hour before it started that I went, like, the clappers, and I think I got my a PB by about four minutes, and I've never, ever managed to get that time again yeah. because... I think sometimes it, that in pressure my does head, help I if just you are have... going for a PB. And then at the end of it, I looked, and I was like, oh, my God, at the back, there were people in, like, fairy outfits that were walking in. Well, so clearly, fun, mate. I didn't need to. No. But because all I'd seen was all of these, like, and I'd seen it was smaller. Yeah my head made me do that so yeah so for timing if you do want timing you can you can go somewhere that's going to put the pressure on be strategic about the kind of races you choose to make yourself feel better but ultimately it doesn't matter and i've very much come to terms i'm a slow runner Mm -hmm. i can run very long distances quite consistently but it will always be at a plod pace and i will never be fast I'm never going to be the kind of person that goes, I want to run a sub four hour marathon. Yeah. I, I, I like running. Whereas you might be someone who like, you like, like having a time and beating times. You can be either of those people. So don't feel like you have to fit a certain box when it comes to pace. And then finally, my fifth tip is your breathing. Yeah. So I find, you were saying this as well, and a lot of women, more than men, I think, but some men, your first, say, 10 minutes, yeah, maybe 500 metres to 10 minutes, are difficult on the... Oh, it's hell. On breathing. It's awful. So even if you start off at a steady pace, even if you yeah. pace it correctly, you will often find that the first 10 minutes, you get very, very out of breath very, very quickly... Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to settle your breathing down. Like, I enjoy running. And get into a rhythm. But every single run I do, without fail, every single run, the first 10 to 15 minutes are fucking hell. Because it just takes you that little bit of time to regulate your breathing and break sweat. As soon as you break sweat, I think I think you're good. Yeah. I think you start to regulate your breathing. You're actually like, oh, actually, I'm not dying anymore. Yeah. Why is that? So this is... I mean, I think it's something they've actually researched, and it's not uncommon. Um, like I say, especially in women... But 
it's also something that I think freaks people out at first. Um, so if you've never run before, and all of a sudden you think, well, they're here, um, and all of a sudden you think, I'm going to, I'm, I'm like, I've just started running, I've got to run for an hour, and I'm five minutes in, and I'm really out of breath. Um, it panics you, and then your head starts going, I've got to run for an hour, and I'm five minutes in, and I'm panting, I'm never going to be able to do this, and you give up, and you stop, and you start walking, or whatever. If you can tell yourself in your head that after 10 minutes, my breathing will start to settle, it will start to regulate itself, and you'll get past that 10 seconds, that 10 seconds, that 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. you'll actually find it probably does. And it's not because you're unfit, no. everyone gets it. It's just... It's the first 10 minutes of any exercise. I, I know I find it in warm-ups in spin, yeah. especially. Um, I get really breathless, and obviously I'm talking over a mic because I'm teaching, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I sound really unfit because it's the warm-up, and I'm like... <gasps> But it's yeah. just, it's your body kind of like going from doing nothing to adjusting to, to doing something. something. Um, so my first, my biggest tip there would be, now I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that the first time you run an hour, you're not going to get out of breath. Of course you are. But push past the 10 minutes. If you can push past the 10 minutes, you'll probably find that it, it starts to settle. Um, the second 10 minutes will feel better than the yeah. first 10 minutes. And once you're in a rhythm, um, it will feel a lot easier. Um, and then you had, I mean, I said I was going to be five tips, but you had I've very quickly. You've got two tips. I've got two tips. This should be quick, because okay. really, a wine lady's going to turn up. First and as tip. much as I like talking to people, I really like wine. Yes. <laughs> first tip, really simple, running mantra. Yeah. Have something you repeat to yourself over and over again. It could be, you can do this, mm-hmm. you've done this distance before, my legs are strong, my yeah. lungs are strong. Something that you repeat to yourself. Or if you run with a coach or a running buddy. Mm-hmm. And they say something that normally keeps you going. Imagine them saying, saying that, to, that you. to you. Yeah, that's a good one. So that when you get fatigued, if you can yeah. hear that. Like I used to do PT with um, Dan. And when I did treadmill running, if I was getting out of breath, he'd like be like, oh, come on, you can do it. So if you could hear his voice. Voice, yeah. In your head, it kind of puts you back into that training. And then the second one is get off the treadmill. Yeah. Go outside. <laughs> Go outside. And I used to hate running. I still hate running on treadmills. I, I, I absolutely do. hate it. But the thing is, I was always too scared to run outside. I was too embarrassed. Uh-huh. People are going to look at me and running on my own. Oh, when I see people running, I'm like, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be running. Yeah. I want to be that person. And um, I think it just doesn't. It doesn't occur to you when people run past you, does it? Yeah. So why would it occur to anyone else? When no, you exactly. Running? And I can, I can understand the anxiety based around going outside and running and feeling really open and people looking at you and you being like so out of breath. This is something else I learned. When people go past me, they don't know how far I've just ran. No, so if I'm it. running slowly, I feel like, like <gasps> yeah. Although I, I've been like what two minutes outside of my door, I might have yeah. been forty minutes from That's my door. That's so true. So I like to pretend in my head that I've actually so just been running a marathon. It doesn't. Yeah. That's so true. When people pass you, they have no idea how long you've been running for. So essentially, our I think our message build to up. you build up. Think about your trainers, but don't feel pressure to spend millions of pounds until you really, really want to commit to it. And then just do it the way you want to do it. I think summarises the the other three or yeah. four or five points. Um, if, if you want to aim for a particular distance in a particular time, do it. Oh, my God. But that's, that's the wine, people. So we are wrapping up now. 
Well, you let them in and I'll finish this. Oh, um, just press the green button. Oh, it's, there you it's go. A wine so man, this is definitely oh, so this is definitely live. Um, if you um, Heather, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you just press the green button and he comes what in. What green button? The little key. It's white. Well, that then. <laughs> and then that door there. <laughs> you have two doors. And two doors, yeah. Um, I'm going to leave this in. So um, I am going to wrap this up now because Holly's breaking my flat. I think I'm breaking <laughs> um, um, But essentially, just um, you don't feel pressurised into doing anything the way that you um, feel like you should or the way that other people have. Enjoy running. If you want to do a certain distance a certain time, do the certain distance in a certain time. If you want to just run for fun and not care about the distance, not care about the... Um, um, time don't care about it that's absolutely fine um but just have fun with it um anyway we are so that was our episode about running my first ever guest podcast Woo-hoo! she's still here <laughs> we've now done the wine tasting with 10 wines I might have had a couple of Holly's wines because she didn't like a couple of them. So I've had more than 10 wines. She's had less. Um, But um, hopefully you found some of that useful. Um, Towards the end, it got a little bit chaotic. The wine person turned up. Holly broke my intercom system trying to (laughs) let someone in. Clearly, she's never used an intercom system before. I mean, she's doing a PhD. Like, I'm not being funny. I'm not, I, I'm not Sorry, it's my daughter. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, she's doing a PhD, but apparently an intercom with a key um, to indicate open. In fairness, you said green light. It was a oh, white light. You don't even know what colour your intercom is. No, I don't. Not many people ring What's it. Who the fuck comes through that door? I didn't even know you had two doors. Well, if they'd never been to the building before, they don't know, like, there's an actual entrance to the building and there's my door, so to be fair to them. So why have only ever come through the wrong door? No, you've come through my door, but why you've are come not, through... Why are there not gnomes outside your other door? You've come through my known door. No. I can't put gnomes outside the main door, can you I? Can... Because... No, because this is clearly your main door and that's why there are gnomes outside. I know, but I can't put main gnomes outside the front door, <laughs> can I? Because, like... This is the front door! That's this my is the front, front door, the but there's the front door for the building. No, that's just, like, the corridor door. Yeah, but it's also the front door for the building. Why do you not have gnomes by the corridor door? Because because that's other people's doors as well. I can't put gnomes oh, there. Oh, yeah, because then you'd look mental. I would. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too far. <laughs> I'm going to keep this in as well. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, that's how Holly feels about my living situation and my confusing... I've got a flat that has two doors. Um, it has a front door and another front door. Um... <laughs> There can only be one front door. <laughs> a front door and a back door. Right, I can take pictures of this and, and put um, a poll on Instagram. Okay. Just like your upside down lampshade. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I've, yeah, okay. And um, But hopefully, regardless of the fact that Holly believes my flat is um, poorly designed, I hope you found some of the stuff we talked about interesting. And um, if you've got any questions, um, anything you want to discuss, any thoughts on running in general, I'd be interested in hearing... You can get me at, at heather.sherwood on Instagram or you can find me on Facebook at Heather Sherwood. Um, I'm also going to tag Holly in the um, comments on this so you can have a look at her profile. She's very, very good at photography. So um, 
there's lots of really good photos on there so hopefully you'll enjoy them as well um but thank you very much for listening have a good evening